Welcome to episode three of Cut and Dry. I'm Tim, followed with Eric. How you doing? Will. Good afternoon. And I'd like to introduce our first guest to the show. Uh, I, I know John, not for a long time, but he uh, he kind of introduced the, the trend of punching me in the face. Uh, <laughs> very nice trend. Very, very nice trend. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this is John, so. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm a trendsetter, Timmy. <laughs> I thought you don't live in the past anymore. What's been going on in the past? Can we get a little backstory? I don't know this story. <laughs> Go ahead. Fill him in, fellas. I don't know the story. No, I don't know in. I think every time I hang out with John with somebody with for new, we, we talk about the story a little bit. But essentially, the first time I ever met John, uh, we're playing beer pong. Everything's fine. Everything's going good. And all of a sudden, John gets hungry. Right? So he's I like, wasn't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so John sends uh, Dalton and Aspen. To go get food. So he's like, they're going to White Castle. And nobody's, no big deal, right? They're gone for probably an hour and a half. Easy. Easily hour and a half. Now, mind you, I give them a, a debit card that has X amount of money on it. Yeah. And right. I'm obviously drunk and they were, they were the responsible ones because at the time, I believe, the guy's girlfriend who's Aspen was pregnant at the time. Yeah. So she was sober and able driving. To... Yeah, she was gonna drive. So he was like, "They've been gone for this amount of time or whatever." He's like, "Oh, this is fucked up. They stole my card or whatever." And I'm like, "No, no, they didn't." And then we start arguing, and then he says some dumb shit. I say some dumb shit. Then I slam my beer on the counter. I'm like, "Wow, oh, fuck this!" And he was like, "Slam your fucking beer again." So I was like, "Go, do it again." <laughs> and then like, the beer exploded, and I like drop it on the ground or whatever. And then like. Zane's pushing me back. He's like, get back, get back, get back. And I'm like, all right. He's like, don't fight in my house. I'm like, I'm not going to fight in your house. And then all out of nowhere, from around Zane's head, John clips me in the nose. Yeah, I, I said I was going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Man of his word. Yeah. Right. At least you're honest. So then, like, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck just happened, you know? And then Nicole's jumping on top of John, trying to do her best to, to inflict some damage. I don't know. Whatever happened, but like the worst part is, is like three seconds after this whole situation, I'm like, I'm good. Like, can I just talk to John real quick? And then like everybody's like, No, you're not going out there. No, we're not fighting today. And I'm like, I'm not even trying to fight anymore. Like, I just want to talk to the guy. And I, I'm, I got Zach goes outside and like is trying to fight John for or wrestle John or something. <laughs> yeah, for the record, Zach, when you hear this. You know I was laughing at you because I whooped your ass. <laughs> <laughs> They've been best friends ever since. We <laughs> <laughs> were just trying to talk to each other. Nobody understood that like we were both like, yeah, I mean, all right, that was stupid. Yeah, it just came down to the fact that Timmy and myself, we just were mature enough to understand the situation that we were acting out for no reason. And right, it takes a big man to understand. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no reason because we both had valid reasons. On ourselves, but they were irrational. We just didn't see each other's reasoning. Yeah, and just wanted to be right. Yeah, yeah. Understandable. which, which I believe is what built the friendship with myself and Timmy. Yeah, like Timmy I just believe if uh, you don't get into a fight with your friends, are you really friends? Yeah. <laughs> Me and Timmy almost got into a fight at the bar. Twice. has a lot of friends for a lot of times. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's John. Uh, yeah, you can leave now. So, what we brought you on here for? So, end of oh. the line. <laughs> no, but uh, I do want to talk because he said something stupid to me yesterday at oh. the bowling alley, and uh, I was like, "Shut the hell up! We're talking about that tomorrow." 
He said that he thought the Super Bowl was one of the greatest Super Bowls that we've ever had. Yes. Whack. Whack. <laughs> Whack. All right, so why why do you think that, Jonathan? The reasoning for me of thinking that is, I mean, Eric, you know me probably the longest out of everybody here. Um, I love football, which I know yourself, Timmy, and Will also like football. Thanks. Think about those times when the Baltimore Ravens won. Yeah, they had a good defense. Think, think about the times when the Patriots first started winning. Think about, you know, when you think about that, those were the good Super Bowls because it was actual football to me. You ran the ball. What's up, Charlie? You ground and pounded, and it was tough defense. Yeah, but defense, they're still defense, scoring. Defense won those championships. Yeah, but uh, defense wins championships is a whole thing because it'll be 49 to 49 at the end of the game, and they'll get a goal line yeah. stop, and then all of a sudden, defense wins champions. No, because look at the look at the year that uh, when Seattle first won against uh, Denver. Yeah, they ran the ball well. Yeah, but they also that defense. Got to Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, was destroying Peyton. You know, first play oh, yeah, game, first, I want to say the first yeah. the first series of the game. But it wasn't that fun to watch, to be honest. Like because that's what that's what uh, these like all sports are changing in the aspect of everybody wants to see the high powered offense. High powered offense. They want to see the the fireworks going. Offense. Yeah, I mean, offense sells the tickets. Defense wins the yes. championships. And to me, you bought like people bought those tickets, like you said. You want to see the offense? They're going the, the Los Angeles Rams. That's what they had. That was the offense. Then, that was then you the had, offense. But then you had people just seeing that, oh, maybe this is Tom Brady's last game. And what they got, and people didn't like, is that they got retro Tom Brady. They got the Tom Brady that started it. Yeah. And people didn't like it. That's why I like it. Was, it was the technical game. It wasn't high It wasn't high yeah. action. It wasn't high scoring. So it wasn't exciting. It wasn't exciting. It was a very... Grind, grind your, grind it out. You know, ground and pound. Exactly. It was whack. It, it definitely like. A, what, what I think though is like what people aren't liking because Tom Brady is supposed to be the best, so he doesn't put up the stats. That he <laughs> really put up. So he doesn't put up the stats that he's expected to put up. No touchdowns, but, one interception, two hundred and sixty yeah, yards. When you have a productive running back, though, you're gonna That's save your arm. That's gonna make him be able to play till forty-five by able to run the ball with Sony Michelle. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, Sonny Michelle's by far. Anybody in that background. James White? Well, no, but far, Michelle is a far, pure runner. Yeah, he's a, in between the tackles. He's, he's the runner. guy that's going to move your chains for you on third and one now. Tom Brady doesn't have to do with his arm. He's True. a younger LeGarrette Blunt in that offense. And faster. And faster. And yeah. definitely nice. faster. Yeah. So, I mean. LeGarrette was lethargic. Yeah. But their whole their whole offense has changed now. Because why? You don't have to do everything. The offense hasn't changed, I, I feel, because it still goes from the inside out. Let me ask you this, though. If that was, say, Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl, and he had no touchdown, one interception, and 260 yards, you think anybody would be saying, oh, he did good? I, I think uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to use every argument that everybody used ever against me. The only thing that matters is championships. Which isn't true. Because if championships are the only thing that matters, then Barry's not the greatest running back of all time. Yeah, well, I mean, there's an argument to be had about that. I mean, there's, there's so many in that position that you could argue with Barry, seeing that we're all from the same area and, you know, Detroit Lions fans. 
at some point, you know, or somewhere in there, because understanding that Will's a Denver Broncos fan. <laughs> they cheat the most, actually. I mean, it would still... Podcast, too. Definitely definitely within the realms of argument's sake, but Barry's still the best. In your eyes. That's in a majority of people's eyes. Emmett Smith. Hey, you know, he had more than just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So you should, you should know, because it would be a Detroit fan. Do you know Billy Sims? Yeah, obviously. Billy Sims was Barry Sanders before Barry Sanders. If Billy yeah. Sims didn't get hurt, there would be no Barry Sanders. Just like uh, Marion Barber was Beast Mode before Beast Mode. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but there's always something to be said about somebody doing it before you and then yeah. you're perfecting it after them. Yeah, but to get back to you bringing Stafford in the equation of being in the Super Bowl and, not going and, to perform, touch and performing in that nature, what's always going to be held against him is that that contract that he has, Oh, he definitely underperformed oh, he, this year. You have to, you have to, you have to produce. Yeah. Tom oh, Brady, Tom Brady's not even a, uh, I think, a top. Yeah, he's not a top five paid quarterback in this league. No, I mean, I was probably pushing. He's probably pushing it. If that's it's not top his. 10. That's his. Yeah, he, he might be right. top ten. But that's, that's his choice. That's personal that's, choice. That's his choice. I was just saying, Stafford. Literally, any other quarterback in that position with those statistics, that stat line, you're not gonna say it was a good job. No, but if it was Lamar Jackson, you would, because Lamar Jackson probably had rushing yards. But Lamar Jackson can't throw. And he can two, throw. He actually can throw, man. 200 and some odd yards for him is... It's good. But no touchdown and a pick. But yeah, but did you manage the game? You would expect that. I, I think on the, not the in a Super Bowl. Bowl. No, I think the Super Bowl is a whole different game, though, because a game in the regular season, throwing for 300 yards and two touchdowns, that's a good game. A game in the regular season where you throw for 250 yards and no touchdowns, that's a bad game. But in the Super Bowl, you're doing everything you can to manage the game and win the game. It doesn't matter what you do. Peyton Manning went there with Denver, and they didn't turn the ball over. That's all they had to do was not turn the ball over. And Peyton Manning was terrible. But he he was a game manager. He did everything to do not to lose that game because he knew his defense could walk out there and win that game. Was it me or did both quarterbacks play like they didn't deserve to be there? But the thing is, Peyton Manning knew he didn't. As it as in, are you talking the Peyton Manning year and the Tom No, Brady I'm talking year? about this year, Tom Brady and Jared Goff. Both quarterbacks in this Super Bowl played like they shouldn't have been there, a.k.a. Saints got cheated, oh. a.k.a. <laughs> Kansas City no, Tom Brady. No, all right, so here's the deal about the Tom Brady situation. Is I think Tom Brady should have been there because they beat everybody to get there. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs in a shootout in the regular season. Then they beat them again in the uh, postseason. In, in, in the AFC it, Championship, but it, it shouldn't have went into City. overtime. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it should or should not have went to overtime. You beat them twice in one year. You beat them in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, it's not hard to beat somebody when you're cheating. Oh, my <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm just saying. And actually, listen, I know it's a very biased it's opinion. Okay. It's a very No, it's not. I just said they didn't belong there either. Yeah, but Jared Goff, Jared Goff to me, is not a good quarterback because they run two plays the whole time. They run a run to Todd Gurley, and then they run the same exact style play, but it's a play action, two posts over the middle. And then the Patriots are smart enough to realize that they switched from – they played – I think they said like the stat was 93% of the time they played man coverage. They played one zone coverage play yeah, the whole all game. Year. And then they played no, nothing but the zone. Game. No, they played zone all the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl? No, yeah. they didn't. Yes, they did. They played man all year, and then they played zone in the Super Bowl. They only played one zone coverage play. You need to like look it up again. I promise you. Because Belichick switched it the, all. The, the play that uh, Brandon Cooks caught the deep pass was the only game – was the only play that they went into zone coverage – and Jason McCourty was playing the deep safety on the other side of the field, saw that Brandon Cooks was wide open, and ran 20 yards across the, the field to stop pick, that. The pick that uh, Jared Goff threw was in zone. 
I mean, there wasn't a pick. That was Brandon Cook's catch is what I'm talking about. The zone coverage play. Golf, only time you're, about, you're talking about the one that he that he got hit in the end zone? The one, no, the one that he caught. That was also the, the, the play deep also. play where they got it. It wasn't a touchdown. He still he still made he made the play. He stopped him from getting it. He ran all the way across the field. That's the only play that they ran zone in. No. I believe it was either the first quarter or right before the half. Um, the Rams were driving down the field, and there was busted coverage in the, in the zone. And Brandon Cooks was in the back of the end zone. and The one where it went through his hand? It went through his hands. He should I mean, definitely should have caught that. He, yeah, but his arm was being held. Yeah. I mean, so that wasn't pass interference, hit. cheaters. Nope. No, <laughs> <Caught> <laughs> <him>. <laughs> but no, I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I actually, I was watching an interview uh, the other day. It was uh, Michael Strahan was interviewing Tom Brady. I love Michael Strahan. Oh, excuse me, but uh, <laughs> so he was asking Tom Brady. He's like, you know, how does it feel knowing that you're the GOAT? And this is Michael Strahan's words, not mine. And uh, Tom Brady actually said he's like, uh, it makes me cringe. And I was like, you know what? You just gained like a little tiny ounce of respect for me. Just yeah, a little because bit. Because he's freaking, he knows. <laughs> that he's not the greatest of all time? No, he knows that he is the greatest. He's being no, humble about one it. One of, one of. Every, every player that, <laughs> every player that is expected all right. or is talked about as the greatest of all time that it, and they're considered the greatest of all time while they're still playing the game, they're going to be as humble as possible and pay their respects to those. To the greats before them. The greats before them. Jordan? Legends. Jordan? Jordan, <laughs> Jordan was Jordan not play. humble. <laughs> Jordan doesn't play. I just all right. So I got a question because I want to know this now. Why is Tom Brady not the best? Because uh, he's on a team that was proven to be cheaters in the Super Bowls. So those Every wins, cheats, we talked about it, that. It, that's irrelevant. You've been proven to cheat in the Super Bowl. All right. So that Super Bowl win gets an asterisk next to it. Every team cheats. That's fine. We're not we're not talking about every team. You're talking about Tom Brady, and I'm saying that the team that he was on in the Super Bowl got caught cheating. So there's an asterisk next to that. Okay, fine. You okay. take one Super Bowl away. No, still at five. That is, it was it was two Super Bowls. Still at four. So he's still at four. four more than the. All right, and how many has he lost? It doesn't matter. But losing in the championship doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. No. So then, what about LeBron losing Le- in the championships? And your words, LeBron will never be the greatest basketball player of all time. Right, and that's why Tom Brady isn't the greatest quarterback why, of all time. Why? Why is LeBron? Why will LeBron never be the greatest? Because he's three and six. Because he's three and six. And he's going to have the statistics of being the greatest, but the the legacy of Jordan six and zero, just like uh, Bill Russell has what thirteen, right? Doesn't the, the leg- 11. 11, yeah. The, the, I'm just saying, the uh, the legacy of being undefeated, 6-0, and that's better than being 3-6 and six or 3-7 and seven or 4-8. and eight. How many does he have? He has six rings. He has six? How many losses? He probably has, let's say, two or three. Then he's got losses. But this, <laughs> he's got <laughs> losses. But this is how, this is how Kobe Bryant, five what position, wins. What position? He's got losses. What position are we talking about as in Michael Jordan, shooting guard? And then people automatically put LeBron up there because LeBron came out of high school, one of the last players, I believe, the Dwight Howard era was the last. LeBron is definitely 10 times, not 10 times, but definitely more athletic than Jordan ever was. Better passer. But but everybody forgets that, you know, you still got Kobe Bryant. Everybody, like, puts Kobe Bryant aside. Because Because LeBron. Because, well, because Kobe Bryant played alongside... Shaq. In my eyes, the second greatest center to ever play in the, in the game is Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, agreed. And if Shaq could have hit his free throws, he would have been probably the greatest. <laughs> Shaq hit his free throws in the fourth <laughs> quarter. 
it's over. It's over. He hits him. I mean, he he doesn't hit him throughout the game, but he'll hit him in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's just how he was. Kobe would keep you close and then just hit him when they count. Kobe was uh, was, uh, a Kinko's copy of Michael Jordan. I don't know. With better range. I mean, yeah, you get better. Yeah, of course. Kobe had better competition to play against. Yes, facts. So... But once again, it goes to the legacy. Just like Montana right, no. being 4 0. No, you said facts. Kobe played against better competition. So wouldn't you think that if Jordan played against better competition, he would have had a loss in the championship? Yeah, but he doesn't. Because his competition sucks. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's his legacy. That's when he played. His legacy is also not. People uh, fail to realize one of the real reasons why Jordan even sat out that one year. Do you know why he set out that one year when he was quote unquote retired? It was two because then the Rockets went back to back. Went back to back, but you know how you know the real reason behind it, right? What? Jordan was the face of the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Do you want to see your face get tarnished? Oh yeah, wasn't he had the gambling problem? Gambling problem. Yes. Oh, the mob now, or some now, shit, now, right? Now, now think, of, think about something like that happening in this day and age. You're done. What would, would happen? You're completely done. Right. Completely done. You never played. You wouldn't have played, you wouldn't have never played again. Right. You would have never played again. But. But it happened when it did. It did that. What I'm saying. All right. So you're. People don't even talk. What so I'm saying is. The greatest players of all time are the first ones to set the records. No. I'm saying Jordan is the greatest because he was 6-0. and oh, No losses. So he never lost in the championship is what you Exactly. Montana is 4-0. and oh. Brady, if you have the asterisks or whatever, he would have been four and three. Okay, those losses are important. If you lose in the championship, how, how can you be the best if you're because losing you when it, it matters most? Because he made it there nine times. Yes. LeBron made it there nine times. Okay, but he only won three of them compared to LeBron. Six. Like like I've said several times, LeBron is the greatest player now. Dude, Tom LeBron, Brady is one of the best players straight now. LeBron been there. Uh, eight. Or is it nine? Eight straight. Eight straight. Eight straight. If you're gonna sit there and tell me LeBron won't his... go down as one of the best one or two players of all time, no, he will. He will. He will. He will go down uh, as the number two. It's considered well. It's actually his first time ever. Going I don't know. I think oh, okay. if you make it nine you're right, you're straight right. times in a league that's better, faster, bigger, stronger, you're better. Well, and that's the thing about with basketball, it gets bigger, faster, stronger, etc. But with football, for the quarterback's sake, you can't get touched anymore. Your receivers can't get touched anymore. It's it's a it's a safety league now. I I I mean I gotta butt in on the whole basketball bigger faster and everything like that because you got somebody who I I mean I I personally don't like the guy but you have to respect what he's done and changing the game but you have somebody like Steph Curry. Well, he's a smaller guy. He's, he's pretty much the smallest, uh, yeah, smallest they're not, guy. They're not the all bigger. I'm just saying, like, yeah, if he, they're more athletic. They're more toned. They're they're, you know, they're the all quicker, more agile. Is that he's completely changed the game. Yes. Because he, he knows he's not the biggest guy in the world. So guess what? He has to shoot. He is the head. greatest shooter. He is the greatest shooter already. You have to be. If you want to be relevant in the NBA and be his size, you gotta you gotta play that. No, you're, you're down. You're down by. You want to win the game. You're down by two points, and you got, let's say, two seconds left off Tim the Duncan. inbound or anything like that. <laughs> you're choosing Steph Curry to shoot that ball. No, I'm choosing Ray Allen. Why? Because he's got that clutch factor. This is the greatest shooter of all time. <laughs> I mean, Steph Curry holds the statistics to be the greatest shooter of all time. But you're well, telling me that you, stats you, don't matter. You, but you, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when did I say stats don't matter? You have to. You I have said to losing. <laughs> losing matters, Tim. Win loss column is a stat. This is whack. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm just saying. All right. So we're talking about good players. Julian Edelman wins MVP. Is that the first first time that it wasn't a quarterback or a defensive no. player? No, 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 no. 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 Or running back? Is that the first ever receiver? No, no. Should have been the punter. Just saying. Should have been the punter. Either one. <laughs> right? He's a punter. That's, I mean, it's unbelievable. Heck, Hecker, that's his name from the Rams. Yeah. yeah. He, you have Hecker and Allen. And yeah, he, he booted it. We, we, we do dollar bets at the Super Bowl. Every single time the punter came out, boom, pin within the 10. Who wants a bet? Yeah. And it was every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't help that they could barely get across field anyway. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Who <laughs> <you do. laughs> True. How many punters in the league do you like, walk out there and you're like, oh, I know he's pinning him in the 10? You got to think. At so, least three. The, <laughs> at least right, three. Right. The, the without, best. Na- without naming those two guys in the Super Bowl, there's at least three other punters that could the, do The best Super Bowl of all time and the greatest plays were punts. Hey. I have most exciting times. There's three, there's, three, there's three elements to the game, and all you have to do is win two to, to win. win the game. Yeah. This and is true. the Patriots did that. They say the most important one to win is uh, special teams. Though. Special teams yeah. because it's always a toss-up. Yeah, because you that's the, that's your wild card. You win the special exactly. teams, and then A or B being you know offense or defense, then exactly. you're going to win the game. Because I'm not I'm not going to be 100 percent sold and say that they won on the offensive end, even though they scored more points. Yeah, you know, or I'm not going to say that they. One on a defense. If you ask me, you could, you could rotate. I would say they won offense and lost. You know, if you ask me, you get the slight edge on offense because you score the touchdowns. Yes. And defense at the draw, and then you win special teams. Yeah. And then boom, you win two out of three. You won the game. Because giving up thirteen points, you especially win. In the, especially nowadays in this in this type of league. You know what the average points per team like put up in a game? Was it twenty four? It's like twenty three and a half or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So you put up 13, your defense, you're like, you're feeling good. You're like, yeah, we only gave up 13 points. What'd you guys do? That's why I respect. Three. That's why I respect Jared Goff when he came out and he, as a young quarterback in that league, and young meaning that Jared Goff is younger than the four of us here. Yeah. And he put Was he that 20, whole, 22, 23? Yeah. He put that whole loss on his shoulders. Yeah. It, it just, it's his fault. Well, yeah. that's, that's but, the thing. Quarterback gets the blame or the – you know, the hip but hip the way, the way he carried himself. Yeah, I mean, he looked like a deer in the headlights in the game, though. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was stiff. Yeah. He was stiff. Uh, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't look like he felt like he belonged there. Yeah. It's his think, first Super Bowl. <laughs> I feel like Patrick Mahomes would have walked in there and felt like he belonged there. That's because Patrick Mahomes did belong there. But, and, anyways. But you lose twice to the team. So did Drew Brees, there. just saying. <laughs> Drew Brees would have retired this year if he would have went. Yes, he would have. You never put yourself in a position to let the refs call the game. No, no, we true. About this. That's very true. We That's talked about true. this. You never put it in the position to let the refs win the game for you or lose the game for you. So, but no, I agree with that. Let's talk about Edelman real quick because yeah, and we got yeah a, a week before or two weeks before Edelman wins Super Bowl MVP. I post on Facebook about how he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Now, I got a lot of crap for it. You said solely on his postseason. Uh... Solely on his postseason stats. Yes, I agree. What you think he is? I don't think he'd be a first ballot, but I definitely you think, think he, he would a be Hall a Hall of Famer. He, I think he'd be in it, but he definitely wouldn't definitely. be a first ballot. Because he wouldn't get in let the me first ask you year he retired. Is Hines Ward a Hall of Famer? Yes. 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 Why? Uh, duration and uh, big playability and a ring. So now. Consistency. <laughs> Now, Edelman has the consistency. He has the big plays that every Hall of Famer has. Every, every Hall of Famer has that play that you remember, right? 
You think he's about got it? several. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Several. So like you think about it, he's got that the, the play. You know, every Hall of Famer has a play that like you're like, oh my god, that was definitely his best play. You know, the first one that comes to mind, obviously the Falcons catch the catch against catch Atlanta. Yes, yeah. you don't win wow. that game. You probably don't win yeah. that game. Yeah. And uh, you know, another thing is he's the second leading receiver of all time in the playoffs. Well, that kind of happens when you go to what nine, ten straight years. Well, you know, it's really hard for teams <laughs> to keep going that far. Every single time. Uh, not if you have the greatest coach of all time. And coaches matter. Whoever says coaches don't matter is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's the second leading receiver of all time behind. No, I totally, like I said, I agree. What, in the postseason? In the postseason. Okay. He has three rings. Behind T.O. So remember remember that argument we had about T.O. being a top three wide receiver? I said that I think T.O. is really good. But I personally don't pick him in my top three. I mean, you're not, you're not, not going to put Edelman in your top three. I wouldn't put Edelman in my top three, no. Yeah, okay. I mean, you All right. have to well, respect that. Actually, then. let me ask you a question. You have to categorize. Let me ask you a question. You're building a team right now. You're, you're taking two people on the sides. You get receiver A, receiver B, right? You're not going to put another outside receiver in the slot. No. You wouldn't, you're telling me you wouldn't pick Edelman to go in your slot right now in today's game? In the slot? Yeah. Oh, I mean, even though he's young, it'll be a toss-up for me. It'll be the young guy out of Atlanta, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. But he's an outside threat. Or he is an outside threat, but in that offense. In that specific offense, yeah. yeah. In, that, in that offense and what he has around him with Sanu and Julio. But Edelman, yeah, he you can't tell he, me can go, he can go down in NFL history as the greatest slot receiver. I, I don't know if he'll go down as the greatest. Because he could, though. He could because of the Super Bowls. And this is where you're arguing where, where Super Bowls don't really matter. But... I mean, you can. It's See, so easy for us to say that Golden Tate's the best slot receiver of all time. And that's the thing. Like, I get it. You know, slot receivers. Obviously, that's one of the favorite targets of a quarterback. It's a but different position. Though. He's he's not lined up with the number one corner. Yeah, but so he's getting lighter coverage. He's getting linebackers on him. You're telling me Edelman's not out there getting the number one corner. He's getting safety. Edelman is not getting he's the getting number one corner. Okay, okay, but you're yeah. telling me. If was Stefan Gilmore, or that's on his team. Never mind. But <laughs> what? I'm like what? he was. I'm just saying, like, cause he he's the one that got the interception. He so get, his was name getting, was in my head. He was getting looks from Robbie Coleman, and uh, that's the name. Yeah, I'm just saying right? slot the guy, slot the guy receivers. That did the infamous uh, targeting hit. Yeah, yeah. Slot, <laughs> slot receivers in general do not get number one corner coverage. Yeah, unless so it's really easier. Good. Even if they're really good. You're telling me next year they you don't do, go to the Super Bowl, you don't get the number one quarterback get, on Julian Edelman? Like, maybe 10% corners, of the time. You do get number one corners when you play against somebody who I feel is the number one corner in our generation, uh, Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson's shadows. He would, exactly. He, That's he, what I'm saying. He would run but around. But you're telling me next year? Very, but he's going to do that. How many times, what other team has a corner that shadows and goes to the best player, like, in the slot? You're, Julian Edelman, how many times Julian Julian Edelman... Pull the number one corner. Typically, it doesn't work like that because defensive coordinators believe that their defense is good enough to stop a specific player. Exactly, exactly. But, but is, you have your number one corner over here, and then you got Julian Edelman in the slot over here. He's lining up against either your third string corner, but, your safety, who he can outrun, or a linebacker, who is it's not even If you're fit. sitting there telling me that Edelman's lining up in the slot and the coach is like, eh, screw it, let Edelman run wild, you're, you're telling me they're not going to make an adjustment that, to that? That's not what I said. I said he's going to either have a linebacker on him, uh, the third string corner or a safety. Okay, you're telling me right now that eighty percent of the time. You're telling me right now that when he lines up in the slot, he's lining up specifically against one person. There's no help. 
There's, man, you you know how football's played. I love how you try to twist words, what? but he's lining up. He's not getting the number one coverage. Okay, period. Not but if you don't time. get the number one coverage, you're getting two people then. Not necessarily because the safeties are in deep so zone. So you're getting one on one coverage in the slot. Well, you're also dependent on what type of defense a play is called. This is true because then if it's a zone, running, you don't say, have anybody. Let's say if you're running cover two, well, a cover two or actually a cover three is going to be perfect for that slot guy to be quote unquote. Lockdown. But what I'm saying made for you to go to the house. What I'm saying is you're sitting here gonna pretend that like Edelman's getting one on one coverage in the slot every single time. Every time he runs off that ball, boom, linebacker on him, boom, safety on him. Those two people on that defense. Now all of a sudden, when you have eleven people on defense, guess what? Now you have nine because Julian Edelman's taking two. So but Man, I, I love like it's just so crazy how you try to twist the words. I'm not bottom line, Julian Edelman, any slot receiver. Does not get the number one corner. Therefore, why? why do they typically not get the number one corner? Because the number one corner plays on this side, on this zone. He plays on the against outside the, against the outside receiver, who's considered the number one receiver. Correct. So that's all I'm saying. So that's all I'm saying. The number one receiver in New England. The number one receiver in New England. Uh, Julian But he plays in the slot. He doesn't always play in the slot. He's you just that. called him the fucking slot receiver, Tim. I'm, say, I'm saying if I picked a team right now, I would pick wide receiver A and B and then pick, oh, Julian Edelman goes in my slot. I would put Julian Edelman in my slot. That doesn't mean in New England he lines up in the slot every time, which is not true at all. No, Nobody not. lines up in the slot 100% of the time, Tim. He probably You know he's a slot receiver. Now you're trying to say they plays on the outside. So not, like, he just he doesn't slot. get number one corner coverage. But what I'm and saying, if he does, it's not a high percentage, what is you, what I'm saying. What I'm being, not saying he's not good. I'm not saying he doesn't catch the ball. I'm not saying he's not Tom Brady's favorite target. But he doesn't get the number one corner coverage. I guess what you're being oblivious to is that when you line up in the slot and you're not getting a number one corner, they have to account for the fact that you don't have a number one corner on you. Yes. So that they're going to try to equal a number one corner being on you. It's still two lesser it's talented coming. players. But it's coming from. But you also you got to look at it like this, Eric. There's more obstacles that that wide receiver is going through to get open instead of one the guy. slot because when they're lined up in the slot, like you said, if there's linebackers on them, those linebackers are tall. They can't keep up with them anyway. Oh, chip. oh, fast. So, definitely chip. So if if you're on the outside, and they, they, they cannot keep corner, up with them. If you're on the number one corner, the number one corner is either going to be obviously Jamming. man, zone, or he's going to press cover them. So if he press covers them, you get by him. He gets by him. He's wide open. So safety help over the top. Depending on the play, depending on the play. But if you're if it's your number one corner, typically you know that that guy one on one in a situation. If if you're saying this is the best cornerback in the league, this is the best wide receiver in the league, you're sitting there like, let them go. My guy's better than your guy. Right. But what I just did there, saying that if you beat him and then you have safety over top, depends on the play. Same thing with Edelman lining up in the slot. Is he going to have the linebacker on him? Maybe. Is he going to have the double coverage safety on him? Maybe. Depends on the play. There is no chance that one one linebacker is trailing Edelman, and that's it. No. Not a chance at all. Not a chance at all. If no. anything, he's still. But the safety, the there's still. We all know football. The the fact where if he can beat the linebacker in three seconds and catch the ball on the slant, the safety still has to come up to make the play. So he's still going to get the catch. It's not. I'm not saying he's not a good receiver. I just said that he's a Hall of Fame-worthy receiver. I'm just saying he doesn't draw number one corner coverage. Typically, in, in the Patriots situation, and you can see it, you'll, you'll notice that every time. Anytime Edelman walks up and lines up in the slot and they run a three-wide receiver set, the defense comes out with a nickel and a dime. 
So he's going to get a corner on him that can keep up with him in that slot. Boom, slot. Then, then, then you have the safety help coming down. That's why when Tony Romo calls the plays, if that safety creeps down with Edelman in the slot, that's exactly what happened with Gronk on the outside. Yeah. That safety creeps down, Gronk's wide open on the outside. Because Edelman's taking another player because they need two people to guard him because he is worthy of a number one quarterback. I'm not saying he's not worthy of it. I'm just saying he doesn't get it. I don't understand how that you're not grasping at To me, like investing two people on defense to one person is basically taking your number one guy and covering him because two people on defense. So let me ask you this though. So in Madden, if Julian Edelman was in the slot, you wouldn't, you would rather have for just argument's sake, we're going to say the Lions defense. You're going to put Jared Davis and fucking Quandre Diggs on him instead of trying to put Darius Slay on him? Yeah, absolutely. Because in Madden, he's gonna torch I'm going to be Jared, I'm gonna be Jared Davis, and you're never going to throw the ball over the middle of the field on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> And Jared Davis has got some burners. I don't know if you paid attention all season because that guy can run. Can you outrun a wide receiver? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe in the short the term. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I seen it back when Michigan recruited. Uh, no, I like him down there. Those motherfuckers chase rabbits. I like him. I'm just saying he's the linebacker on a receiver. Well, you would you would rather have Jared Davis and Quandre Diggs on Edelman than put Slay on him. if he's lining up in the slot. No, I would put the corner on him because That's, thank you. Investing thank two you. people is way more than having just your number one corner. So about the personnel that comes out. That's how I feel is because, like, if I'm – I would rather put my number one corner on him because I think he's the best wide receiver on the team. Right. You would I rather – I don't want to invest two people on defense. Exactly. You would rather put your best – you want your it. best play – I just hit the mic. Uh, <laughs> you, want, you want to put your best player, your best corner on him, and that doesn't happen. Because they, they think that they can scheme enough when he lines up in the, in the slot that they can just cover it, which obviously did not work for the Rams at all. Because their theory was that Sue and Donald was going to just disrupt Tom Brady so much he was never going to be able to throw the ball over the middle of the field anyway. I mean, they did do a good job. They did do, They did a great job. So while, while we're on the topic of Madden, uh, I seen on the uh, the video, John over here commented on it, saying yes. uh, whenever he wanted, or whenever I wanted, that he wanted to uh, play me in Madden. So after this podcast today, me and him are going to uh, get the one-on-one pop in, and uh, we'll have the results either later on. Or we'll talk about it sometime next week. I'll definitely get posted to the page. Yeah, <laughs> get posted. He's telling what I told you you can do, Eric. He said I can pick your team. How confident I am. <laughs> yeah. your ass. I, I, I'll, I'll pick your team and then you can pick my team. Because we both have the team. same level of confidence. You can have your team. I'll say, yeah. I want you to carry your me and, me and John have only played one time and uh, beat them. So. On a default system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the very weak Xbox system, I agree. but and Neither one of us like playing that. <laughs> Yeah. Terrible, but it happened though, nonetheless. You guys both so, suck at it. Timmy, I beat you too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say a bold face lie, but Timmy, you can get it in NHL too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to I'll just bring it back. Let's do. Uh, I'll play NHL one handed. Let's do the hits. Let's do the hits. Let's do it. All the, all the oh, it, are, are, are you about to have a game night, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We can get hits, all right? Maybe we just start again. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome Wait, to episode three, no. Episode three, yeah, three, three and a half. As you guys just brought up, Madden, I mean, you guys just seen how yearly, every time, it almost seems as if 
it's the same, but somehow it got it's better. Very slightly different. And it's just one little, yeah, one you know little what extra happens? piece. And you know what happens? I'll tell you exactly the recipe. Ten years ago, Madden made this game, and they're like, oh, this game is great. This is going to be one of the best football games of all time. And then they're like, let's take like 15 things out of this game. So then each year we'll add that to the next year. And then, boom, we're good for the next 15 Whatever years. Whatever happened, so we st- you still got it, obviously, Madden's through EA Sports, which EA is Trash. huge. Trash. Well, they're, well, they're huge on just like, servers and games. <laughs> I mean, you look at it, you say whack because when you compare certain games. They have good games. Back then, NBA Live was game. better than 2K. Was great. Was Way better than two up until about what 2007? Let's say, let's, let's say like 2007, 2008. But do you guys remember the ESPN football, which was back then? I remember that 2K but... with Terrell Owens on the front. Yes, yes, yes. PlayStation, PlayStation, the helmet cam, and like that was one of the greatest modes in a football game. I believe it was so weird. Besides, in the past, Madden's when you can actually create your own player bring them just on sweet. the road and stuff like that or when you used to be able to do the combine and yeah. things like that the best the best thing to me in any Madden is uh, Madden Ultimate Team I don't know if you guys uh, I'm not a big fan of Ultimate Team how, many, like, how much time have you invested into it though uh, I mean I've I've gotten uh, obviously not a lot of time yeah. because I mean if I if I want to do a, a fantasy draft I'm just going to go do a franchise and well, like I'm telling you, like, the satisfaction, though, of, like, yeah. when you open a pack and you get your freaking 89 overall, like, Russell Wilson, you're like, oh, But it's just bad. randomized. You're it like, is you're, randomized, but so you, can, that, you can get specific cards. Yeah, you, can, I mean, you can go buy things. cards off the auctions and everything yeah. like, like that. Like, you earn and coins they, for games, and you can go get specific they cards. They implemented that. I don't know if Madden was the first game to actually do it, but they implemented that in all the sports games as of now. Yeah. So, like, like 2K, you, yeah. Got, yeah. you got the My Team. Uh, I would, I would, Even in I would WWE, say, it's in there now too. Yeah, yeah, my so player, yeah, yeah, you, you so get like, now my wrestler, team. Or whatever. Yeah, so you got your own team, and you can pick the style of play yeah. you want. You, know, you get the coaches that you need for yeah. the playbooks that you need, and things like that. The cool it's, thing about it's it, pretty cool. The thing I like about it, the, this was my favorite thing when I was playing. It. I haven't played it in like two or three years now, but like you'd be like week thirteen. Uh, fantasy player of the week yep. or something would be like Calvin Johnson. He'd be like a 99 overall with like because he made a sweet spectacular catch of 326 yep. yards or whatever, you know. Uh, and he would he would be that card. And then like you had like you had the Nick Foles card from when he threw six touchdowns, yep. you know, as an Eagle, and he was a 90 some overall rated quarterback. And you can get that week's card and you'd play on your team every single week. So I mean, it was just cool. Speaking of Nick, the Nick Foles card, let's go back. Let's back up to. The real world. <laughs> you guys heard that the Eagles, obviously with Wentz and, and uh, Foles, they're gonna, they're thinking about franchising to trade them and to trade them. Yeah. So crazy situation for Foles. He gets paid twenty million dollars. He can use two million of that to buy out of the team. Yes. And then he's gonna get franchise tag, so get paid again. Yes. To get traded. I say, didn't we? We talked about that on what is it, episode one or episode two? Yeah, podcast? but this just happened. This is all recent. Yeah, yeah no, I'm saying, but we talked about uh, yeah, they're going to either keep, keep Wentz yeah. or keep. So Foles. now it sounds like Nick Foles is trying to get his way out. He's sounds trying like to he's leave. Paid. He's well, trying to leave you know, to get paid. Does is it wrong to assume that maybe uh-huh. Nick Foles wants out because he knows he's a good starter and the Philadelphia is sold on keeping Wentz? I, to me, though, if you're Nick Foles, you've only been successful in Philly. Facts. This that, is true. true. That that is true, but. I believe the reason he was able to be successful again in Philly was what he learned from Andy Reid. No, 100%. Andy Andy Reid's the best quarterback coach of our time, I think. Yes, I 100% 100 agree. 
There's no there's no better quarterback coach, if you ask me. Agreed. No. He gets the most of that's why that's why I believe Alex Smith had his best career year. Doesn't help the fact that he has the fastest wide receiver and a good running back yeah. and all every every combination good to make you successful. But two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. But, and funny. then like now Patrick Mahomes come in and he looks great. Why? Because he has an arm, he can yes. run, he can do everything Andy Reid needs him to do and more. Yeah. That's why Alex Patrick Mahomes is just accurate as hell. Like Dude, he's a system he quarterback. Played, if he played he as is. much as I, I believe if he played as much as Drew Brees. He could have been. Alex Smith can be up there in that argument because he is that. Accurate. Well, the thing, if if Alex Smith had the consistency of of a Drew Brees, like now when I mean consistency, hold on a second. But if he had the consistency of the Drew Breeses or the Tom Brady's, I think he would have been one of the elite players. Now his first seven years in the league with San Fran, every year he had a different head coach and a different offensive coordinator. Well, he was never set up alternated. to succeed. In yeah, he was never. He was never. Never. That's what I'm saying. So seven years of his career. Back to back to back to back to back to back. There was no consistency, no solidarity. Like it was constant change. Know what quarterbacks that remind me of? There's a Derek Carr over in Oakland. Well, Derek Carr is having a rough time. Matt Stafford in Detroit. Yeah. Yes. Well, see, the thing is, first of all, there's no, there's no, there's no continuity. There's no, there's nothing. To me, Derek Carr is not going to be successful. No. Because it's John Gruden. John Gruden sucked in the 2000s. Yeah. John Gruden literally <laughs> just destroyed the Raiders franchise. Did he know? Because he got three first-round picks. Oh, fair enough. Let's see what he can do with them. Two years. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what he does. He got the he got the Bears pick this year and Dallas this year, and yeah. the next year he has another. Bears so now, like what I'm saying is like, so what if you're John Gruden? You know you're going to, you're selling the team, right? You but your mindset is when you get there, screw what's going on. I'm selling the team, right? Now you sell the team. You're basically saying screw you, Oakland. We're going to L.A. It's a 10-year plan. Yeah, you want to be good in L.A. You don't want to be good in Oakland. I thought they were going to Vegas. Yeah, they're moving. They're going to Vegas. Oh, yeah, they're playing. Uh, they played in L.A. this year. The, where do they play next year? They just had the next agreement. year. They play in San Francisco. I yep, yep, that's okay. it. San Francisco. Yeah. And when do they get the, the, the year Vegas after. stadium? The year after. Next year? So okay. it's, uh, I think it's it's been a three-year process. Yeah, they're, okay. they're trying to. They got to finalize everything, build the stadium. Yeah. And well, everything's being built already. Yeah, it's just they're just waiting for it to be done. Yeah, it's and from what I've seen. Like reading and but their goal is to be good. I don't think Derek Carr will be the quarterback there in four years. I feel I feel like uh, I think that he's gonna Gruden is gonna trade Derek Carr either at the draft or no. you don't think not so? this year. I don't no. think so because you have no, a, you're no gonna use them. There's no quarterbacks. Yeah, you're gonna use them in this draft. You have well, this you tank this you year four, too. You, have four, you trade him away four. for another first round pick next year. Well, who's gonna give up a first round pick? No the team that needs other, a quarterback. Not for Derek other, Carr. Okay, other than the Jaguars. The Jaguars are going to get Giants. Uh, the Giants? Why? They got a, a draft pick where they can utilize. Yeah, they can next year's draft pick. Like, they can utilize that draft pick on somebody like Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Who, who can the run crowd, offense. The crowd might love because I believe that he's from New York. Well, if you think, not even. And these are just hypotheticals. I'm not saying that I have any idea that they're going to do that. I just, I feel, me, though, I feel like. You have Derek Carr is not a first round. He's not worth a first round pick. No, so then the second round. Because a uh, second round, yeah. But, like, is it really worth and it then, at that point? I mean. Maybe you package him with another player and you get a first round out of it. Maybe, but like the way I look at it is like a team like first of all Dwayne Haskins going to New York would be really good because you know he can sling the ball and you know Eldell wants to run deep and then you just pick everybody apart with Saquon underneath. Not only that, but you got Evan Ingram who is a great young. Player. Yeah, what happened receive, this year? Like he is Eli Manning. It's not, I, it's not Eli. It's that offensive line. It's half Eli. 
Yeah, it's the it's the it's the offensive line in my eyes, man. Because there's they passes that Eli missed. They invested a pretty good amount in their offensive line, just like the Detroit Lions did. Yeah, and it didn't work out with either team. No, man, team constant injuries with the Lions, man. Yeah. Taylor well, Decker. Uh, T.J. Lang, well, the Lang the Rick Lang Wagner. You knew Lang was going to come in and be an injury problem. Yeah, this is true. But you knew you were hoping that you're going to get the eight games out of him. Yeah, so essentially, Taylor Decker is eight to ten games. Yeah. Taylor Decker, you're not you're not expecting that. Rick Wagner was like one of the biggest linemen when we signed him, yeah. and he's been hurt nonstop. It does suck, but like the te- every team deals with that. Maybe oh, yeah. not as severely, but every team deals with it in some way. Oh no, every team has to deal with injuries. But when you have yeah. Three Sometimes of your starting screwed. offensive linemen get injured the whole year. Yeah, like, there's no, there's no, uh, what am I looking for? Chemistry. Yeah. Because you're trying to. Because yeah. when you're, when you're daily, on a daily basis working out with these guys, doing these plays, you know that, okay, somebody, this person to my left likes to take a longer stride than I usually yeah. take. And you got to, okay, I got to pick up when he's in the Suddenly it's not tripping over. There's so much, there's so much going on. Um, that's why. I feel like dating back to last week's episode when you guys spoke on Ebron. Yeah. I felt I feel that when Ebron got drafted, Ebron got drafted because he was a great receiving tight end. Yeah. He was a receiver. And, and they thought that okay, the tight end we could get him, but in the NFL you have to do everything both, both spots. And they I mean you're drafted as a great receiving tight end and the number one thing you're known for in Detroit is dropping well, big plays. Yeah, but when, here's you're, the when, deal. You're, when you when most of your plays you're you're blocking, and then that seven every seventeenth play you go out and run for a pass, and you're cold. And you're, the, you're the fourth or fifth option. Like, you're probably not even getting the ball. You're, yeah, you're not even. Are you even? Are you even happy that you're playing? Yeah, no, I totally Cause understand cause that because as a tight end, because I can tell you some. Jimmy Graham would probably hate his damn life if he blocked most of the Jimmy game. Graham probably hates his life right now. Do you know how terrible he did this year? He had two touchdowns, which was more than... Uh, yeah. I thought it was only one. Mercedes Lewis. He had two. He had two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, didn't you guys... You guys had a bet on yes, that, right? Yes, no. Timmy and I, uh, <laughs> we, we make... We make uh make good bets. Uh, yeah. I, I look at it. Is Some, like, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, they're, like, good. sometimes yeah. they're just straight... Taking advantage of the other person. By the way, was, <laughs> talking about bets, was, did, does anybody remember? Because I brought it up to Zach. I'm like, Zach, you owe me $25. I made him a bet that Trey Burton would be a top 10 fantasy tight end this year. And he was. He was number 9. And Zach's like, ah, I don't think you made that bet with me. I'm like, I know I made that bet with you. Uh, what was it? I'll only agree it was at the draft. Is that what? <laughs> I'll only agree with you if you're giving me a cut. <laughs> I feel the same way. 10%. <laughs> All right, you can get two dollars. Two fifty. Fifty cents adds up, man. Fifty cents adds but, uh, up. That's fine. You each get two fifty, and then yeah. I walk away with twenty. I, I was yeah, even there, but that. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but uh, uh, oh yeah, I, I wanted to bring this up because you said about it. Oh, he came. He was drafted, and he was supposed to be this great, but this great like catching. I know where you're going. But go to this, college. Man. You he had the drops in college. Yes. It wasn't like. A crazy thing. He transitioned to the NFL and he came like all of a sudden had the dropsies. Yeah, but now you're in the NFL. It's time to put on your big boy yeah, pants. Stop really dropping works, that shit. So. You got to know how that works. Like, you, you I know, know just I as know, well man. as I know that. Like, I'm just being. Uh, if somebody has a problem, they come to the NFL. It's hard to fix. Like Adrian Peterson came into the league with fumbles, but that's an easy problem to fix when you're in this right. situation. You just have to learn how to hold the ball differently. Tim Tebow's arm. Yeah, the way he throws the ball. So I think that Tim Tebow got cheated out. Not cheated out of the league, but they definitely. Well, 
I think he didn't. He was himself. a winner. He was yeah, a winner, and they got rid of him. this and then uh you just kind of snowballed and went you know opposite courses but it always does always but that's fine <laughs> I, i'm just bringing it back I'm pulling it right back in but um the the number one thing that i miss about maddens that i wish they would incorporate into the newer maddens is the training camps well, like, that's what john was talking about earlier with the, the being able yeah, to do the combine and yeah that's, i was gonna say when you said yeah. that but yeah like like, literally, like, you could, you know, you had different positions. You had so many training camps that you could go through, and it yeah. helped boost, you know. Yep. Now, now Ooh, it's broken down to get, when you game plan every week. Yeah, you I get to choose, Like, it'll show you. You can you choose like, what you want to it'll show, work on. It'll, it'll, it'll automatically simulate for you, like, hey, this is what they usually run, and then that's what you choose, and you go from there. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 this, I play the franchises, so yeah. I know that, but it's still not the same. So, is it an argument of who the greatest Madden player of all time is? Greatest Madden player? Like, character? Um, oh, seven, Mike Vick? I, feel, I mean, I literally feel that like that's... Argument? I don't even think it's an argument. I can't really Anybody think of anybody. I think, I think I'll rebuttal with the the uh, the year the, the Bears went to the Super Bowl when Devin Hester. When all you had to do was run one side of the field. You just had to take it back? Yeah, so... And then you... You put him, you, you'd have to put him in at wide receiver uh, even though he couldn't catch for shit. And <laughs> <laughs> do a play action and Rex, hope, hope um, that Rex Grossman can throw it to him because he's beating everybody. Right, I right. mean, there's probably the, the dark horse in this race, but Jamal Lewis in 2006 when they first introduced a, a truck stick? Yeah, you couldn't tackle him. Literally yeah. couldn't tackle him. That's true. You could only tackle him if somehow you traded Ray Lewis to another team. <laughs> 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 Like, like I mean, that, that that's it. another one. That's a good one for that race, but that I still think it. it's got to be the Mike Vick. I think a defensive player is hard to put on that because they don't get to touch the ball every time if you wanted them to. Yeah. True. Like, because you could use or any player on defense and make them better than they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, on offense, like, you don't get to use or the wide receiver burning everybody downfield. But, De- <laughs> but Devin, Hester, Devin Hester was the reason why people never wanted to punt. Yeah, true. Oh, dude. That's 100%. What, like, like if, that's, you're, if you're fourth and ten. Even though when I play, I usually play with the rule of fourth and two. Always. Like, that's, always. That's, a, that's a normal rule. Whatever, but you never wanted to punt the ball. Because you were at least you you're, out of you're getting the ball <laughs> at the very least where you punted it from. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you might as well go for All it. you had to do, it was just a, a glitch in the game. Like, I mean, it was, comes out with every game that uh, ever made. Man had that glitch where if you were the, uh, the, uh, like Mike Vick. You could run back all the way down yeah. and then loop up and shoot yeah, up all the way on the other side. Yeah, but that's the that's essentially what you would do with 
Bring them over here and then bounce back on the way back That's all you do. Yeah. So, like, to me, though, if you ask me, Devin Hester, greatest kick returner of all time. Uh, I mean, I mean, he... He has touchdowns, yes. He has the touchdowns, yes. And he has... He has done it in the spotlight. The thing, yeah, exactly. That's what he's thinking. He has done it in the spotlight. Opening kickoff in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yes. Took him back. Yes. But you, you can't miss out on somebody like uh, Dante Hall. Dante Hall. I don't know who would you rather have back there. I would rather have Devin Hester back. It's very tough. I mean, Devin. I don't think it's that tough. Did you have you? Did you watch Dante Hall? Yeah, but I don't think it's that tough. There's a reason why he has the most touchdowns. He also had a great defense as team, though. There's a reason why, though. He had them. He didn't always have the great defense as special teams, but he always had the touchdowns. The Bears. <laughs> the Bears. And it, it sucks because Deion Sanders is the most fun player to watch probably in a long time. He was a part of that, you know, the same era, you know, with Terrell Owens and Chad Ochoacinco, but, like, he was still the most fun player to watch on the field, and he was probably the best kick returner. And then... Man, I mean, they talk about how literally all he has a touchdown. He's the only player ever to have a touchdown in every single, uh, every single way, like receiving, yeah. fumble recovery, interception, kickoff, punt, and then what's the other way? Rush, rushing. Yeah, he had all six. The only player ever. Man, I mean, you talk about being the most exciting player, but Barry Sanders runs. Stuff for two, stuff for three, Yo, no game, no game, then boom! Yeah. 65, <laughs> electrifying. Well, like, it seemed like, I know, like, I understand that, but, like, the fact that is, is, like, you run the ball, like, five times, and then one of them's a good play. It seemed that every time Deion Sanders touched the ball. Some prime amazing, time. Some, some amazing was happening. Yeah. Like, uh, and then he gets tackled by Adam Benatari. That's why, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if, uh, <laughs> the I don't know if, you, if you've seen it, uh, Eric, but I spoke to these guys about it, I believe, yesterday, um, the 30 for 30 that just came out with uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah, I haven't seen I've it yet. I have not seen it yet. It was one of those things where you've seen a different side of him. Like, what what side did you see? You've seen a more humble okay. of course. Deion Sanders. Of course, because he's done he's out of the league now. But the thing is, though, is that it's two sides. It's double-sided. Yeah. Well, age humbles you. Well, he comes out. He's just sitting. He comes out because... They were reflecting on the day that, because you guys all know he played two sports. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he played for the Atlanta Braves and Atlanta Falcons at the time. He's talking about how he played in two games in one day, pretty much. Yeah, I remember that. And I don't remember it, but like he pulls up, he pulls up, gets out, sits down on the chair. He's like, "All right, I'm ready for this. This is Deion Sanders." And then he goes, "Hold on, hold on." Pulls out a pair of glasses. <laughs> Puts the glasses on and it's like it's prime time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like also, like he said, it's all to ego. Yeah, it's, all it's a whole ego. different thing. Yeah, and it was it's one of the greatest thirty for thirties yeah, I've we, seen. We talked about this though, yeah. like on our, the first episode. I think that like those players have a different mentality when they walk on the field. They are you, different you have players. To. You, you, you don't yeah. get to the top without having that mentality of I'm the best. I'm the best. Yeah, you have to in every sport. And then, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just I don't know. If you don't think you're the best, I don't think you're going to go out and I don't think you're going to be that clutch player. Like, if you go out and you're like, and you're on the same team as like Steph Curry, and you're like, all right, well, I'm passing to Curry because he's definitely going to make a shot. I might make a shot. You got seven All Stars on that team. You don't have to pass Well, you know Draymond's not taking the shot, right? So you might as well at that point. You think Draymond thinks he can shoot. 
That's because you think you can. That's the mentality, though. You need that mentality. <laughs> I mean, do you think Draymond thinks that he's like the best at bowling or something? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's another sport. You, you know? gotta think that you're the best at every sport, right? Ah. Uh, I think Mookie Betts thinks he's the best at bowling. Mookie <laughs> Betts. He's a PBA I bowler. See, I see, yeah, I seen him bowl. He bowled the 300. I seen him bowl. Yeah. I seen him bowl. Yeah. Um, Last year at the World's Open. Yeah, and then we were we were actually just watched the celebrity, uh, the celebrity uh, who runs the CB3. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Terrell Owens was there. Funny release, man. He, has, he literally <laughs> just drops the ball. This guy's strong as hell, and he just walks up there, and he doesn't bring the ball down or anything. He just drops it, and it's like, and it, it works. I don't know. Besides that one gutter he had. Yeah. <laughs> that got him eliminated. Ball, though. Yeah. He's only throwing a 10-pound ball, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we were watching that, and I was even talking to Will about this, because, like, they do, like, you get paired up with, like, a... Like a, a good yeah, bowler. Athlete. Yeah. Is that how's that even fair that Mookie Betts gets a professional bowler? Like this guy's a Sage <laughs> three hundred bowler. <laughs> hey man, I mean he it's not his number one sport. You know it, I, mean? I mean it could be if he took the time out. He put bowling alleys in his house. Well, I think a, a lot of African American athletes do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like I remember watching MTV Cribs back in the day, man. And bowling you, alleys and everything. You go to anywhere. The, the best house I've ever seen, I believe, it was Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Yep. Penny Hardaway had a whole bowling alley. But you know the funny thing is, Shaq had a good uh, Shaq's house too. The funny thing is, is like Shaq's is huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be. He <laughs> he had, that guy's bed. He had, oh my god. He had. Before Dre Beats came out, I believe he had Dre Beats in his golf cart. Like, that was signed by Tiger Woods. Yeah. Uh, no, but like the thing is, is like, so CB3 does this thing every year for since 2002 or something like that. Yep. And uh, Mookie Betts found out about it. He comes, doesn't win, installs a bowling alley in his house. So he can go back next year and win. Yeah, I mean, that's just... That's, this but that's the mentality. Like, I need to be the best at this next time I go <laughs> yes, do it. Like, yes, because, I mean, it's just like us. It's just, it's just like us. We're all not... We're, I mean, we're not professionals at anything that we do. No, but we're all competitive. the thing is, is that if one weekend you kick my ass in beer pong, <laughs> hey, next weekend, I'm... All right, I'm not going to come out. Next weekend, I come out. You better believe he was at home with the same thing. Let's not do it literally next time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about beer pong or punching in the face? Both. Both of them. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, if, it, if we play, like, if, if I play Madden and I lose on Xbox, guess what? Next time you come over, you're not going to beat me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, that's just how it is. Um, speaking speaking on sports though, since I mean I've listened to both episodes that you guys had and I reached out to you. Uh, <laughs> I, reached out, I reached out to you and I and you know I was like yeah man I like it that's why you know, I yeah. asked you if I could be on the show. Yeah of course. Um, with football, Eric, you have a son. I do. Now. A lot, of, a lot of you things. Wouldn't kiss on. him on the lips. No. <laughs> I, 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 in the mouth. In the mouth. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold the back of his neck and give him a three-second Frenchie. No, I would not. Okay, Robert Kraft. <laughs> but uh, no, I feel. I believe a lot of people in America probably feel that football is going to be gone in the next ten years. It's turn, too. Or it's going to turn into flag, flag, baseball, flag football. Flag football. But. There's a lot of scrutiny going on, obviously, with the head injuries and concussions and just injuries in general. Like, a lot of ACLs are being torn now, things like that. A lot of non-contact injuries. Would you, as a parent, 
allow your son to play football? Um, would I allow? Yes, but I'm I'm not gonna force him to. Uh, if that's, you know, I definitely want to get him into some type of competitive sport, whether it be soccer or baseball or yeah. football, something that gets him. Uh, you know, he's gonna get the discipline from the coach. He's gonna have the that. camaraderie of the team. Uh, so I definitely want to get him into some type of sport, but I'm never gonna force him into something. I'm never gonna, you know. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying like force him into playing. But uh, would I let him though? Uh, I mean, I definitely, I definitely would allow it. Uh, but and then that's one of those things where like uh, if I were to get Owen into playing football, uh, I mean, not would I necessarily become like a super sit in my room and watch every video about you know concussions and stuff like that but i definitely would be concerned i definitely would make sure that he does everything right you know i'd be the dad that's sitting there at the practices like you got you got to get low when you get that tackle you gotta get your face mask up like mm-hmm. yeah you know what's crazy is that doctor i can't his name's slipping my mind right now uh he says that cte's all a sham Ooh. so i can't i want to look it up and i want to get the name for it because i was just listening to it uh it was on uh pat mcafee's podcast they had uh I can't remember his name. Uh, offensive lineman for the Cardinals. I can't remember his name right now. But because Pat always talks about how CTE is a very real thing, and he calls him, he's like, "Hey man, you're an offensive lineman. You probably get CTE, right?" And he's like, "Nah, he's, that shit ain't real." <laughs> oh, it's AQ Shipley. That's who it is. But uh, you know, he's like, "Yeah, that's that ain't real." And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Look at all the studies." He's like, "No, didn't you hear this one doctor? I can't remember the doctor's name, but he's like, no, nah, he said it's fake.' So he's like, one guy says it's fake, and you're just all aboard. He's a doctor. <laughs> Trust me, I'd be a doctor. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Hey, I mean, I mean, some, some people are like that, though. Yeah, but I mean, if you ask me, like in your situation, I mean, I wouldn't force a kid to do anything. But, no. Like, if I'm out there and like my kid's playing football, he's like, I'm playing football. I'm like, all right, like you can play football. Right. Like, that's fine. But if you play it like a jackass, you're not going to play it. Exactly. You like, know? It, you know, that's exactly. Are you going to be like LeVar Ball? Uh, yes. I'm not going to put my... No, I'm not, <laughs> not going to ride my... Yeah, anybody should... You should be exactly like LeVar Ball. I, I want to be exactly like that because, I mean... Look how much money I definitely, making them. No, no, don't get me wrong. Not only that, but he's just... The recognition, dude. He's just a father it's, talking up his kids. That too, but like... Yes, I get... Yes, he is doing that. But he's also trying to live off of their shine. Like, that's them. You, like, like, you, you don't think that's all, not all a show? Because I think it is. I don't know. Like like I said, like I definitely agree with you. He definitely is, you know, he's boosted them. There was the big baller brand or whatever, too, on top of that. But I just feel like, for lack of a better term, I feel like he's riding their coattails. 100%. But, but like, so me as a father, like, if my son is that good at something and he's, you know... Getting, you know, into the college, you know, getting the college accolades and he's getting up there and everybody's scouting him and shit like that. Like, you know, maybe I'll, you know, talk to the scouts and I'll be like, yeah, man, you know, like, oh, you know, we've, we've taught him since, you know, this age. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to sit in front of a press conference like, yeah, man, my son's going to beat LeBron. And blah, like, you, not, you don't think that he specifically the, bought, like, got Le, uh, LeVar Ball, or not LeVar, uh, Lonzo, Lonzo, a, a position? In the, M- or in the NBA? I think that Alonzo could have gotten it without... You think he would have gotten that like that draft pick, though? Because I think he would have went lower. He he yes. would have went lower, and, because, he, and he should have went lower. Because all publicity is good publicity, especially if it's your own dad talking out of his ass. Yeah. True. This is true. I mean, I'm not saying I think that all it's three not... Those, I'm just, all three of his sons would be in the NBA at one point, 
whether they're NBA caliber or not. I'm I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just saying he asked, would I be like Levar Ball? And the answer is no. I would be yeah, similar, but I wouldn't. That's fair. Do you don't have to be like him, but I'm just I feel like I don't like Levar Ball. I think he's annoying. But uh, don't tell me wrong because I feel like he sat all the suns out and said, "Look, we're gonna make a lot of money if yeah. I do it this way." I mean, it works in this in this day and age of society, bro. You act the ass, you do something that people want to catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Look at that. Hey, making millions. Yeah, I know for no millions. reason. Making millions. And we because she's fifteen. Wanna, and here we are at a kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, but people just want to see it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. They want to see. Yeah, <laughs> like this generation. Man. Yeah, man. Like, look, look at. I mean, uh, obviously, the the longest running show on television is The Simpsons. I believe. I believe in the top five of longest running shows ever is the fucking Kardashians. What? Uh, isn't isn't uh, Raw on there? Dude, it's, but I mean, yeah, yeah. But like the Kardashians, like what? Besides a sex tape. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can say you can say that. I know got him All these other ones, like if OJ Simpson not got never got drafted to Buffalo, he would have never met Nicole, and then he would have never murdered her. Way to go! And then what, wasn't it? Uh, so I don't know what he said. He didn't uh, murder her. But the juice is loose. What, what, <laughs> the juice is loose. The, the mom's name, Chris. Chris. She was dating OJ's lawyer, right? And then was sleeping with Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people. Say that one of them is OJ's kid. Yeah, like, uh, Chloe, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. So, I mean, Apple doesn't far too, uh, fall too far from the tree. Yeah, I don't know. Hello, mother. <laughs> Hello, father. <laughs> I don't know. Seems yeah, like it's a just, situation. What I'm just getting at, though, is people just want to watch dumb stuff. Dumb shit. You're not wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> and anybody that's uh, good enough to put it out there, good on them. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Not every single one of those people doing dumb stuff is dumb. Is dumb. No, because they're making millions. Yeah, because like one of the best examples of that. I mean, her life story ended up sucking a little bit, but like Kesha, the songs that here she was putting out at the time, everybody was listening to them. Yeah, but that she was like a Harvard graduate and all that kind of good stuff. Like she pretended to be an idiot, but she wasn't. So I don't know. I do want to talk about Anthony Davis real quick. Because right. how does he the not Brown? get traded? Oh, he, he didn't get traded because it's all a, it was all just a, a publicity stunt. Uh, no, not a publicity stunt. They were trying to split the Lakers apart. But what it was is to purposely sabotage the Lakers because yep. they were releasing the what trades. They call it what they call it tampering or yep. whatever it may be. That's done everywhere with the 100%. with the tightness of a lot of these guys. In all sports, yeah, who hang out because look at the offseason, look at you look at football, basketball, baseball, whatever the sport may be. A lot of these guys on other teams work out with each other, they hang yeah, out, they do things like that. They're all friends, and that's why they purposely did that because they LeBron obviously said something to this guy, you know, the guy got the same agent as LeBron, yeah, like come on now, you all already know, they're already talking. They were talking yeah. before the talks. Yeah, they had, they had. Not only Anthony Davis. Do you guys uh, see on the, the All Star Draft that when it was uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron? Yeah. If you look at LeBron's first six picks on his draft on on his team, besides James Harden, 
all those players are free agents next year, <laughs> or oh. can or can at least negotiate a contract yeah. or, or opt out or something like that. That's smart. <laughs> on, t- on TV, Giannis straight up said when he when LeBron drafted Anthony Davis, isn't that tampering? <laughs> 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 No, the thing about <laughs> because the Pelicans, wow, how petty, right? Man, hey, yeah, because they're well, releasing these trades. I just think I just think they're still sour because the owner of the Pelicans is the same owner as the New Orleans Saints, <laughs> and I think they're just gonna try to sabotage the world. Yeah, that's because fair. it was blatantly oh, taken away from it. Taken away from them, but yeah, you gotta get over that. But like, it's crazy though that you're like put in all the ch- the chance. At the game. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. That's what they were saying. Gonna LeBron's going to trade you. Yeah, not worth the trade. Or, yeah. that was, uh, <laughs> not worth trading. That, that was uh, JaVel McGee. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, first of all, good on those fans because that's hilarious. Yeah. They get the whole, Dude, the whole everyone doing yeah. it too. That's insane. genius. Like, to me, like, it, all right, so yeah, it's kind of a shitty thing. Like, oh, you're talking. But, like, isn't that what you're supposed to do as a home crowd? Like, yes. That's home court advantage, right? Like, you're sitting there like these assholes. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, LeBron really is gonna trade me, man. You know, I don't know. That good on those fans though, because Bro. you're really getting in their head. The Lakers offered what? They offered everything. literally everything: <laughs> the kitchen sink, size table draws. There was gonna be two players on that team after the trade. <laughs> yeah, LeBron and Davis. That's yeah. it. They offered everything, and they still wanted more. Yeah, right. Of course they did. Like they offered, I believe. Two first round picks for this year and next year's draft. And then, like, all by all. Uh, and then they wanted, but they really wanted, like, four to five first round picks. Yeah, wouldn't you, though? If you're trading, probably the best basketball player in the, will, will be the best. Well, in the next yeah, you, can, you, can ask, you can ask for that, seeing that the trade that went down with uh, Philadelphia and the Clippers. Yeah. With Tobias Harris. They yeah. got two first round picks out of that. Yeah. Whoa. So now you're, now you're looking at Tobias, Tobias Harris. Harris. Wow. And you're getting two first-round picks. You're looking at Anthony Davis, who's going to be the next, the best basketball player in the next four to five years, arguably. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. arguably. I was like, Giannis, Giannis is incredible. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, it, He's a freak. Yeah, the Greek freak. <laughs> I don't know. Ben Simmons, really good. You can't shoot. You can't shoot. But but you can develop shooting. You can. Not that guy. Not that guy. Don't get me wrong. Like here is uh, this is my biggest question about NBA for like the whole night. How do you not develop shooting? By the time you make it to the pros, uh, I mean that's like Andre Drummond with that's the what free I'm saying. Throws. Like, how do you? But, yeah, I mean he's have working that already. now. But true, the, the way you you don't have to do it is because of the what I think is a a joke in their whole one and done. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is a joke. It's a joke because <laughs> you don't have no there's developmental. A reason, there's a reason why. I mean, there's a lot of football players who come in as true freshmen that play that. Yeah, some of them could probably end up playing in the league as a freshman at 19 yeah, yeah. years old. You know what I mean? But like, or you got to be a little bit old. older. You're going to die. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's with basketball. Okay, all you're doing, if you're the size of, look at LeBron. Yeah. Look at, look at the if guy you're that's coming already, out. If you're already, if you're already Look at the guy at Duke right now. Yeah. Yeah. But LeBron, yeah. well, LeBron was, LeBron was little dude. when he was first yeah. drafted. Little. Look at LeBron's size now. Yeah. No, it's like the thing is, to, like, me, <laughs> to, to me though, is like in the NBA, the compared the to being <laughs> uh, performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? HGM. <laughs> like, if, or think about it though. In the NFL, as an NFL quarterback, your job is a lot harder than it was when you were in high school, right? Yes. In the NBA, 
as a free throw shooter in high school, how is that not the same exact thing? Well, because I mean, you get you get drafted off of, of what you do well. So if you're bad at free throws, but you're really good at rebounding and you're really good at post plays, and that's why you got drafted, that's why you're but still going to get work that. On that already. Like you're not coming. How do you be the worst free throw shooter in the league for consistent years? Like years don't talk about Shaq like that. Drummond, yeah. What about Ben Wallace? Yeah, but Ben Wallace's defense. That's what I'm saying. Like you get drafted off of what you do good. Drummond leads the league, I think, in the past two, three years of 2020 games. Yeah, yeah. but you're like, also you know, you're also like known as the guy that like if we follow you at the end of the game, you know what? You're not even worth having out there. Yeah, hack a shack and I was on the Drummond. Yeah, you know hack I mean? a like, Drummond. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is you're that bad? Is that like we don't even want you out there in the last three minutes of the game because that's how bad you are at free throws. But but yeah. but he got to where he is now because well, of now, what he does. He has to work on that. Like, like, how do you not come into the league already being good at that? Because once you like have, I'm saying, like you you, have, you, he you doesn't have to, have to be good at that because he's good at everything. When you're that young and you're playing in high school or you're playing in college, and I just all you have to do is get the ball. If you're signing somebody to a hundred million dollars, you better be able to shoot a damn free throw. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Uh, I feel like you know you get drafted for what you do good at. You draft where you do good at. So, like, when you come into the league, if you're not good at free throws, yeah. but you got drafted, I mean, I'm, most people, they're going to focus on what they got drafted for. No, I understand focus. that. Like, you need to perfect what It's the better bad. players like the LeBrons and the Kobe's and stuff like that that try to perfect every part of the game, every aspect well, of that, sit there and like, watch the me, film. Though, like, you're not a $100 million player if you can't do everything. Well, well, and the thing is, like you see, all these players are getting higher and higher contracts, basketball, even if they're not. If you ask me, basketball is the best sport to go into. Baseball. Uh, it's baseball. I don't know. I'd rather it's, it's baseball. I don't want to get hit by a hundred mile an hour pitch ever. Maybe. If I can avoid that in my life, I think I'm okay. I guess. But so you would rather? Well, you said basketball because I was about to go to football. No. So you'd rather get hit by Patrick Willis coming across no. the middle? <laughs> if I had to rank it, I would. I would say I would rather play. Just based on like not getting hit or getting hurt, I'd be basketball would be one, hockey or uh, baseball two, hockey and then football. You know, basketball is more physical than baseball, and it's uh you can still in certain get... ways basketball is more physical than baseball. Yeah, in, in the like, majority of ways, it's contact on every play. Just like yeah, football. I get that, but like I'm not like throwing force into you. Like it's accidental force. Like of course you're gonna get bumped and bruised and all that kind of good and stuff. Look yeah. at look at Gordon Hayward. How he snapped his leg. Yeah, that's like are you going you, up and landing wrong though. Like that, right? That can happen in any how, sport. how many how many times do you jump up and land in fucking baseball? Every ball hit into the outfield about. All right, so as long as you're not <laughs> an outfielder, you don't got to worry about that. Okay, in the I mean, infield, you have a 130 mile an hour ball flying at your face. Stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you won't get those millions of dollars. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't remember who it was, but someone uh, twisted their ankle on a home run, and all you do is jog the bases. Yeah, what I'm saying is, me. In, in <laughs> baseball, dude, in baseball, all if you're a pitcher, you throw that ball, and that guy hits that ball, and it comes right back at your face. I've seen teeth. Fly. I'm, well, I'm not saying. Like, it's, I, mean, I mean, there's still, but basketball still has more contact and more chance you, of injury. You can relate that to more chance of injury. Because how often does somebody get hit in the face with a baseball? But there's a lot more. And how often does somebody get contact and grabbed on in a basketball game? Dude, I, I'll tell you right now, a starting player in the NBA will start way more than a starting player in the MLB. Well, 100 times out of 100. They also play like 100 more games. But the, the, the so thing they're going to like Even if you shrunk it down to the 86 games, like Miguel Cabrera will miss 10 of those 86 easy. 
Le- LeBron misses at Even- least 10 of the 82. Yeah, LeBron missed. This is the first time LeBron's missed more than. I was gonna say I don't think I think LeBron's played every game. Come on, I was just throwing out. I'm just saying, like people well, miss in basketball too. Yeah, but like, like a starting not. pitcher, like you'll lose a starting pitcher at least once in a season. That's that's why that's why football is my favorite sport because literally every single game matters. In basketball, you can lose two, three, four. In baseball, you can lose two, three, four. Hockey, you can lose two, three, four in a row, and it's like eh. We yeah. can we can recover from this in football. If you lose three four in a row, you're like ooh, that's a quarter of the season. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yes, though. but you're also taught at even a young age, even at the high school level, going into college and think well, college is different. But you start off by let's take care of our division. Yeah, win our you games. Take, you, Facts. Like, you can win our games. You can straight up probably go. Well, back then it used to you could just win your division. I, I think you'll still, end up, you'll still yeah. end up in playoffs. It was uh, <laughs> it was it was a few years back now. Seahawks, I believe. Seahawks seven and yeah. nine, yeah. won the division, made it to the. Well, playoffs. what I'm saying, so like, look at this though. In hockey, I think it's the hardest sport to win a, a championship in. Yes, I think it's hands down the hardest sport. Now, for a couple of reasons, in basketball, I think the talent level spread across the entire. I think it's getting better now than it was three years ago. But like, I think right now it's so lopsided. And so put onto two to three teams. Like I said, granted, right now I think it's getting way better. But in hockey, could you tell me right now at this point in the season, even though you don't even watch hockey, uh, I have a better. You probably have a better guess than I do. You don't even watch hockey about who's going to go to the Stanley Cup. I'll Predators. <laughs> Boston Brewers. Yeah, no, I, don't think, I don't think Boston's going. I say the Capitals because I just like Ovechkin. Yeah. yeah. But to me though, like my guess, it'd be like Winnipeg and Toronto. Is what I think. I mean, yeah. is my team like even close to that? Just <laughs> <laughs> threw out a name that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Redditors. Yeah. The Red Wings. It sounded incredible. Right. I didn't want to say the Red Wings. I already know they suck. I've heard you should have said the Grand Rapids Griffins. You would have been on because they just win the Call the Cup year after year. <laughs> no, but like what I'm saying though is it's like it's so hard to guess who's going to be in the Stanley Cup final compared to the NBA championship. Or I guess baseball can, is hard too. I got baseball. You can, have, you can have a. You can have a great player on your team and it not matters much and it not matter at all because look at Vegas last year they had they had they had a literally because you're getting players that the other team was like we don't want yeah we don't we don't really need them so you're getting like mediocre players across the board but they all just played well together but that's that I mean that's a I believe in all sports that's a collective great like style to winning the championship. Yeah, I think so too. Because the most well-rounded team wins. You look, you, you look at back when Pistons. Boston broke the curse. Yeah, David Ortiz, I believe, yeah, he's one of the greatest hitters. Big poppy. He's, he's only one of the greatest hitters in my eyes because of that short wall over there. Yeah, right yeah I mean, it's fair. The Yankees and then, too. And then you, had, then you have Manny Ramirez and Pedro Martinez. Yeah. That's all you had. Yeah. And then you go to basketball, the Detroit Pistons. They had one of them. Look how many look all those out of all those players. How many times did they bounce around to finally get there? Right to Detroit. Yeah, and then when you look at look at football, the New England Patriots they've done it the best. They have. It's arguably, I mean, it's arguably the greatest organization in all sports. Don't laugh at me, Will. In all sports, except, and that's excluding you know those premier soccer leagues and things like that. I think if you ask me, the greatest uh, franchise in all sports is the Red Wings. So. A little bit of bias, but they, yeah. they've won 11 championships. Well, we've had arguably the greatest player to ever play, too. So. Yeah, and arguably the best hockey coach of all time. Yeah. So, 
even though he went to Chicago. Oh, so, I mean, that's happens when you have one of the greatest coaches of all time. And one of the best <laughs> fighters of all time. Yeah. <laughs> we, we arguably have the best team of all time. Yeah. Just... You you paid every you were you were in an era to where you had first dibs on Russian players, and then because we had the Russian five, and then you have arguably the best coach in Bab or not Babcock, uh, fucking god damn it. There's a lot of swear words. Yeah, I can't remember his name <laughs> right now. Don't say it. <laughs> Scotty Bowman, uh, you you had Scotty Bowman, which players actually didn't like playing for. Like, you went into practice. And Those you, are the good coaches. Yeah, it's crazy, though, right? Because, like, you go to practice. Yeah, you go to practice, and you're like, wow, this guy's such a fucking dick, bro. And Bill Belichick. Yeah, and so, but, like, players love Bill Belichick. Like, for whatever reason. But, like, they know, love him because he produces winners. Yeah, that's that's fine, but, like. But he's a dick in the fucking locker like, room. When people, like, Scotty Bowman was, like, the, the, like, the epitome of, I hate my coach. But he's making me better. And, like, that's a weird thing to have because nowadays it's like if you don't like your coach, you get him fired. Like, you just group together as a team and get him fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like that's the first team. person to go. Yeah. We don't like first, this guy. The organization's not going to get rid of a player before a coach. No, never. Never. Uh, depending on the player. No. Nope. It depends who it is. I guess it very depends. It definitely but like, depends. Like, but if, you, if, if that player is third or fourth string, but he has camaraderie within the locker room, and he can get others on board to pretty much see his point of view, and yeah. they start seeing that point of view. But then it's got it's the other players though, the other players that are. You tell me, one player, all you gotta do though is like be that player. Like, you gotta yeah. be that guy in the locker room because, like, I'll tell you right now, as a very unique player to be the one that speaks up, and Pat McAfee being a punter and being the voice of the Colts was like very weird for that time. Because he was the best in his position, and he basically told Ryan Dirksen to go fuck himself, and the whole locker room was like, "Yeah, go fuck yourself," <laughs> you know. So like, I was saying, like, you you think that like, going back to the Lions, now, if you think that you think that T.J. Jones can be like, "Hey, man, I don't like Matt Patricia. I want him if gone. Had, They're gonna fire Matt Patricia." Reason, no, he lost the locker room if, this year. If if he lost the locker room because they. Aren't used to being uh, a team that's trying to win. No, so from like what I what I've learned in, in just listening to NFL players on Pat McAfee's podcast is that there's OGs in locker rooms, right? So if you lose as a coach, if you lose the OGs, that's losing the locker room. Yeah, well, I mean, when your OGs are used to losing, and then you're trying not. to put the OGs a winning on the Lions are Super Bowl champions. Look, look, used to losing, as I recall, Jim Caldwell had one bad year. Yeah. Okay, not here, he got, used he to got losing, a.k.a. used to not being in the playoffs, not making it far in the playoffs, not winning a single game well, in the playoffs. The thing is, is like, you lose players. So, you, got me, you got me there. You got me there. Do you, do you think Matt Patricia was an upgrade from Jim Caldwell? No. Um, not currently. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I feel like, uh, obviously, we took a step back. The record says it. Uh, he, he, Stafford took a step back. I feel like I want to blame uh, Jim Bob on that. You can though. blame anybody you want. They, are, they, are, they already uh, did by firing him. Exactly. But I, I think they kept him on for that reason, but regardless of that. But our it's defense, our defense vastly improved, especially over the second half of the season. You think our defense improved? Our defense over the second half of the season was a top five defense. Over the second half. Like, the first half, they weren't. Here's my thing is like, so Jim Caldwell is such a loved player in the locker room, and players will play to the end of the day. No matter, that's why we get so many comeback wins. With Caldwell there, because Caldwell said, like, 
I just need you to play for me. Everybody was like, yeah, whatever you need. Now, wherever he went, I think, what do you go, Miami? Caldwell? Yeah. Well, Caldwell, I think, sat out of here. No, like, he, no, like where he, he just signed? He just signed. He, where, where, I don't know where he just signed. QB coach? Something, assistant assistant head coach, I think. He, so he's going to be just managing players. With Adam, I think it was with Adam Gase, so I think it's the Jets. Maybe. Wherever he goes, I bet you that team's better this year. 100%. Yeah. He's a better coach. Well, yeah, I mean, he, I believe, just off his coaching career, he got the shit on the sticks a little bit. Seeing that he when he took over as the Colts, Peyton Manning was out. Yeah, um, went down. Uh, so it was he did get hired as in the Dolphins as assistant head coach. Assistant head coach. Yeah. But you look at his yeah he's a lot of people just didn't like it because he was conservative. Yeah, well he was conservative. He didn't use you don't put the foot on the pedal. And he didn't have win. he didn't have the the right timing. The cutthroat attitude. The challenging plays, he rarely did it, things like that. But you replace. Well, he always managed his timeouts well. As much as as much as I hate the Patriots, when they win, they make sure they win. They put their foot on your throat and they step on it and they step on it and they step on it and they step on it. They don't let up until there's no way that you're breathing anymore. But any but if you the Lions at- will get a seven or ten point lead. And try to coast the rest of the game. Like, no, you put your foot on their throat and you stomp that shit. It's proven that that doesn't work. And why I say it doesn't work, if you look at coaches and they're coaching trees, like the Tony Dungy's, the, you know, the, the, the coaches that we know of back there. Bill Belichick has one of the worst coaching trees. Always. Same of all, of all Everybody time. that tries to leave. Everybody tries to leave because they try to do something that's not theirs. Just because they were a part of it doesn't mean it's you. Yeah. No, this is true. And that's, what, and that's what's happening. Well, Patricia got hired as a defense. Uh, he's a defensive-minded coach. Yes. But people fail to realize that he started off his career as an offensive coordinator. Didn't do well, so they moved him to the defense. And he did people, okay. When he, when he moved to the defenses, it's not like the Patriots had top ten defenses. He did okay. Like he was in that middle range, like like Timmy saying. I feel okay. like I feel like our best move would have been to. Uh, and with demote him to defensive coordinator. That never and then with you, you saying to demote Patricia to defensive coordinator, as a head coach, you never no. would do that. No, because best case scenario, we'd have Jim Schwartz right now as a defensive yes. coordinator. Yeah. I, 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 I really, I really yeah. miss Schwartz. Yeah, but, I do too. But then you're saying that uh, we had our defense stepped up or whatever. Our defense statistically stepped up, did statistically, statistically because. If you remember at the beginning of the offseason, we started getting all these linebackers and a couple rush like a couple rush ends because we were going to a 3-4 defense. But then we make a trade for Snacks Harrison. Now you got Snacks Harrison and Ashawn Robinson. What does that call for? It calls for a 4-3. So we the, the what he wanted to do didn't work. Yeah. Cuz you had but, but he was smart enough to realize that it didn't work. But you know what also? You know it's easy to say the team the defense got better halfway through the season, but there's a reason why. So players have played together in a system that was maybe a little messed up at first. That that's not mean, meaning that Patricia maybe did anything special, but like Jared Davis maybe is more comfortable seven games in. You know, he's he's more comfortable to two guys playing to the left and the right of him. Uh, I'm just saying the US if uh if I thought that Patricia was a better coach than Caldwell. Um, like I said, we obviously took a step back. I, I feel like our defense improved. Our run game improved. That's two sides. That's two parts of the game that we needed to improve, and they did. But in in retrospect to that, 
our passing game definitely took a step back. It definitely was well, diminished. Well, you're running them all. To an extent, though, because look at once Brady got a run game, they, he still throws the ball for 200 yards. And very specific games. We're talking about the whole season, Tim. That's Brady, though. Drew Brees. Once he got a run game. (laughs) Who, Brady? Drew Brees. Once he got a run game. When? Once he got a run game. He's still throwing for all the yards because... Right, that's what I'm saying. So getting the run game isn't going to... It doesn't necessarily take away all of your best When you have the ball for 80% of the game, of course, you're going to have the stats. And Elvin Kamara is catching a lot of balls out of the backfield just pushing the downs. You're you're not... not, What what I'm saying is that just because you improve your run game doesn't mean that your pass game has to take a step back. Having a run game can actually improve your passing game. No, it makes your passes look cleaner. That's why the, that's why the Rams look good this year. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, like I know what you're saying, but like right. to me, like if you run the ball ten times and you run it efficiently ten times, then your passes are going to be easier, right? Yes. That doesn't mean that like, and you'll probably get more yards because they're more wide open. But like, it's not meaning that like you're you're. It's definitely going to take a step back because you're not throwing the ball fifty times anymore. You're going to throw it thirty five times. Yeah, but taking they didn't just take a step back. Like, they diminished. Matt Stafford hasn't had a season until this season, a full season of under 4,000 passing yards. But he did this year. It's because they ran the ball more. They focused on running the ball and playing defense. They also had running backs with different styles, that which helps you with having pretty much... Does, does it, though? Does it, though? Because when LeGarrette punts in, you know they're running up the gut. When Theo Riddick's in, you know that they're going to do a screenplay. Yes. Like does that help you or does you had when you had nothing but Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick, you're getting the same player every time. Every time, but which then you good. don't know if it's a run or a pass, which is a good thing because you don't know if it's a run. But or neither pass. one, but neither one of them could run between the tackles. No, but now we got Kieran so Johnson who can run, who catch, can run block. inside, outside, catch, block. So you keep him in there as our workhorse, and then you get somebody else that can do yeah. that. So then when you switch them out, you don't know exactly what you're going to do. Because, when you, like I said, you put LeGarrette Blount in, you know. They're pounding it up the gut. Without a doubt. Right up the gut. You put Riddick in, you know that it's either going outside or some type of screenplay. Uh, all right, real quick. Dream scenario for the Lions. Trade Marvin Jones and a first-round pick for Antonio Brown. Deal. <laughs> you get them. You cut LeGarrette Blount, Theo Riddick. And you keep Zenner on as your second back. Now you have Karrion Johnson, Zenner, Antonio Brown. You go out and try to get Golden Tate again. Which I think they will. I think they could. And then you go and try to get a receiver in the fifth round that can take the top off the defense. Super Bowl bound. As talented as Antonio Brown is, I don't want want him either. I do because Marvin Jones is trash. And nobody wants to listen to me because he has 1,000 yards. All the time. But the fact that you catch the ball with somebody literally draped on you every single time because you have zero separation, and it also takes you four seconds to run a 10-yard out, is unbelievable. Mm. Well, but, I mean, he's not our number one, though. Galladay is. Okay, now. You get <laughs> now, lucky with I mean, Galladay. Mini Megatron. <laughs> yeah. You get lucky with Galladay. That's what I'm saying, though. If you Now, imagine the what the damage Galladay could do with Antonio Brown just in name being on the other side, besides garbage-ass Marvin Jones. But he, he's, look, I mean, look what he did. He's a cancer to the locker room right now. Who, Antonio Brown? Yeah. yeah, where he is right now. He was not before. It's all because of Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon yeah. Bell started it all. Yeah. It's not Le'Veon. It started with James Harrison. Well, actually, and that's James Big Harrison, Ben. James Harrison doesn't, didn't like Mike Tomlin. Big Ben is the big problem. 
He's freaking. He's big the number. Big Ben one. was the big problem. <laughs> he's, he's the number one guy to go to the media and say, uh, you know, basically, if uh, everybody would quit being whiny little bitches, we'd win. You know, like and that's not what he says, but that's in a in basic well, yeah, like, might, might as well say that. What's wrong with saying that though? But like, what's wrong with well, stop being whiny bitches? What's, what's, what's wrong with calling out your peers? What's wrong with calling? Call out him out in the locker room. Not uh, not on press. But so mean, maybe he did call the media's out. problem. Maybe he did call him out in the locker room. But look, and he but wasn't. You got like Antonio Brown. Gonna start more drama. But you got somebody like Antonio Brown who's Facebook live and inside the locker room during. Okay, the then let it get out that way. Don't go to the press and say, "Yeah, my team's being a whiny little bitch." Uh, we're not gonna really do anything about it, though. And when you're a quarterback in the league, you already know you get favoritism. I don't know. If you're asking me, I don't want Big Ben. I would be getting rid of Big Ben over Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Just give us AB, number one <laughs> wide receiver. I'll take him. I'm, t- I'm saying you get a name. He's yeah. gonna help, he's gonna improve your team a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's gonna be an improvement. Yes, I'm like not saying, an instant improvement. Not, yeah, probably the best receiver we have we have in our organization. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. I think with Antonio Brown, the team becomes better than it was when it had Calvin Johnson. Yes, because Stafford has options. When Calvin Johnson good is on options. our team, because you're on Galladay right now, you're not paying Galladay. No. You get Antonio Brown, you pay Antonio Brown, you have Galladay, and then you get a receiver in the fifth round that can run the 40-yard dash in 4-2-5, whatever, put him in the slot, have him take the top off, Antonio Brown and Galladay do whatever the hell they want, and then run the ball for 20 yards every time. They will utilize, they will utilize Brown just like we did with Golden Tate. Good. We need that. We need that again because it really, really hurt when he was gone. But yeah. Third and two. How do you do pick you... up the down? Well, I don't know. We haven't done it without Golden Tate before. Let's, so. let's just throw it. Even though everybody, <laughs> even, even though everybody loves Calvin Johnson, I mean, I don't think I've met anybody that you don't even have to be a Lions fan. They just, they just like Calvin Johnson. Agreed. And it was a blessing in disguise when he retired. It was. Because the team got instantly better, actually. The team got instantly better because Matt Stafford – was able to become a wide range quarterback. He didn't have to like it. W- it was happening while Megatron was still here because yeah, the games that he was hurt, partially Golden yeah, Tate was right. stepping up. Yes. Yeah, partially he's right because, but like when he was there, it's like you take a step back. Your first read's not over. Oh, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. You know, like that's all it was. He's like, oh, first read's not open. Where's Calvin? Yeah, like, that, and that's and that's what separates, in my eyes, Matt Stafford to ever become an elite quarterback. Yeah, is that. His beginning years, minus him being hurt those first two seasons, I believe it was. Yeah. That he never had what all these great quarterbacks ever had, and that is a consistent tight end. Yeah. You break down any great quarterback, whichever quarterback you name, you can pair a tight end to him. You can pair him right to him. And go, oh, wow. The only one that can stand out from that, mainly I would say, would be Peyton Manning. Dallas Clark. Well, I'm saying, but he could step. You could step up there because Peyton Manning was was the first quarterback that was actually given the keys to say, "Hey, go out there and do what you." And yeah, oh, dude, Peyton Manning will be the only quarterback for a while that can do that. Yeah, he's literally the only person, the only coach that was like, not only coach. It's funny you say, I say that on accident. I'm not, I'm not wrong. <laughs> he's literally. This is how many coaches did he make? First of all, that he walks on the field and Caldwell is his quarterback coach yeah. that is calling 
plays. He's not really calling plays. Peyton Manning's walking out on the field. Uh, all right, we're going to run whatever play he called. Let's get out there. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> he was <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> we are going to play a whole other offensive line out here. <laughs> That's, I mean, but the reason why I say Peyton Manning you can separate from that is because he had the likes of a Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Brandon Stokely. Yeah. But did he, he, had, he not he make guys. Did he not Stokely make Brandon Stokely? Did he not make Brandon Soakley and Dallas Clark, though? Because I feel like he made those players. Yeah, I mean, yes, he, he, he did with him being able to control it and actually see the field. That's why I said I wouldn't put him in that category yeah. of having that reliable. But does it a reliable tight end make you good, though? Does it make you a Super Bowl team? Does it make you a Super Bowl team? I definitely think it makes you a playoff team. So the Dallas Cowboys, probably say- Tony Romo's there, Jason Winton. They, going I mean, on his but top that's, four tight end of all but time. Tony Gonzalez. That's why dating back to your past your uh, past episode. Yeah. Tony Romo was undrafted, all this thing that I, that 100%. Down, but he had somebody like Jason Witten. Dude, every that's time. good for his. It's third and seven. Third and, and seven. you know they're throwing an under route to Jason Witten. That Jason would not stop it. And, and the <laughs> thing is, he's throwing it to Jason Witten for six yards, and he's falling down over the line. Every time. So, but I think that's going to be it this week. I feel like that was a good episode. It was good. Nice cut and dry. <laughs> it was very cut it, and dry. <laughs> very you said good. what? I said I enjoyed it, man. Yeah, that's, you can come back uh, if you want. Thanks for uh, appearing on episode three. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, sir. You're, I get some intro music next time? No. <laughs> oh, you get the beer cracks, You got man. the beer cracks and you <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, you messed up the You had one job. <laughs> and you messed it up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do better next time. Yeah, I'll I'll try just for you too. All right, man. (laughs)